Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to the Undisputed Future Podcast. I am C.D. Danny Mack, and this is episode 17 of the podcast. After three weeks' worth of championship matches, we are finally on the road to NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 3, and the man who's going to be accompanying me to Brooklyn for the third year in a row, my co-host, Nikki Six. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. What a big week, Nick. It finally feels like we're on the road to TakeOver after three Huge NXT episodes, Man, they but this is where the summer picks up. They dropped that logo, and I mean, I already knew it was going to be the Roman numeral three, and like, I, I just, I just grinned. I was just so happy uh, every time. It's it like we said it like a million times already, but it's it's truly like our WrestleMania and an NXT spectacle to behold. NXT Takeover Brooklyn three, third year in a row at the Barclays Center. Cannot wait to be there. But let's get to the build of it. This episode of NXT headlined by. Killian Dane taking on Drew McIntyre for the number one contendership to Bobby Roode's NXT Championship at that very event. But before that, Nick, there was some proving ground to be had in the NXT Women's Division. After two weeks ago, an interrupted interview at the Performance Center by Ruby Riot on Ember Moon made way for this very impressive matchup. This is a fantastic match. But honestly, more importantly, I'm really loving the way that NXT is allowing each you know individual talent to build up these tinier feuds within the NXT, where they're not going to make it to the takeover or anything like that, but it still helps build up their characters. It shows that they're into the entire, like, the actual brand. Everybody's getting their t- screen time on NXT, a lot of builds for each division, Where is this going for the women's division? It's going straight up. What a great match between these two. Competitive. A little bit of sportsmanship. A lot of quick falls going for these women. They wanted to to end it really early. A lot of early covers. Yeah, there was a lot of different kind of covers, too. I really don't think that they missed one. (laughs) A lot of different roll-ups and schoolboys and, you know, Moro, I'm sure, had all the specific names down of each specific cradle. But what a great start it was Quick, it was a fast-paced, competitive matchup between these two ladies. Ruby with some big moves in this match, but unfortunately Ember Moon with just a little bit more in the tank. Ember Moon eclipsing Ruby Riot, her latest victim. Ember Moon for the foreseeable future. It looks like she's going on to Brooklyn, Nick, but what is next for Ruby Riot before we talk about the Ember and Asuka 2 possibilities? Honestly, I think she's going to have to reinvigorate herself. She needs to start over entirely. You know, not necessarily from the bottom, but she needs to start over, take on a few minor people, work her way back to the top, because clearly she's off of her groove right now. Ruby Riot doesn't need to work from the bottom. I agree. She is a championship competitor. Her Her past two matches on NXT have been in a championship scenario. She's definitely no joke and nobody to be overlooked. But sometimes big losses happen and losing... To Ember Moon, a huge competitor, that's that's nothing to be ashamed of, especially yeah, considering how close the match was. Yeah, honestly, she just needs to find her traction. There was a few spots that you know, like she she clearly had the control, and then just like that, she she lost it because Ember Moon was you know the more she was the ring veteran of the two. Clearly, a lot to be said about both competitors, but let's talk about Ember Moon. Let's talk about Asuka. Their second match for the championship, all but official, I think, Nick. I think that's that's the next chapter in NXT's women's division. Absolutely. And I, I don't I don't know how Asuka's gonna react to this. I mean, how is Asuka gonna react to facing this person that she's already faced? Asuka doesn't turn down competition. 
But at the same time, she's not showing up again until I'm she not, gets yeah. a worthy competitor. She gets a named competitor. And at this moment, it could be Ember Moon. It could also be a variety of other talents. What if she deems her unworthy? Like, she's technically already beaten her. Like That's a William Regal decision, not necessarily mine. I don't think Asuka would back down from the challenge, but that's I all to be seen in future weeks. I think it's very possible, because Asuka on this new, like, this whole new gimmick that she's had where she's just so full of herself because she's the champion for so long, I can definitely see her pulling something like, Oh, I've beaten you before. Why should I have to face you again? There's no reason. I've already proven that I'm better. And scenarios like that, I think, can open up for different stipulations, different reads on a match. Let's say no disqualification because of the referee interference and the the gray area in the last match between Ember Moon and Asuka. It could open up possibilities for not necessarily a direct rematch, but a rematch under different circumstances. I love the idea of seeing another stipulation match for the ladies at TakeOver. I just don't think that they do it several years in a row. TakeOver is probably more for the best pure wrestling scenario for, no, I mean, a, for a women's we, wrestling last year match we got the, for the championship. What was it, two years ago we got the Iron Women's match? We got the Iron Woman match at TakeOver Respect between Sasha and Bayley. That was after Brooklyn. That was after Brooklyn, right. So... Uh, yeah, the, the male is usually the one where we get the stipulation. We saw a stipulation. We saw Finn Bauer take on Kevin Owens for the championship in the, the second ever NXT championship ladder match. Great show in 2015. But 2017, the women. Possible stipulation. We definitely want your thoughts on that. But first, I got some cold, hard Oscar facts for you, Nick. St. Ripley, a Reddit user, shout out to you, buddy, because I cannot put together this chart Look at that, Nick. Whoa. It's a spreadsheet of how many title changes have happened in the WWE. Not just the NXT brand, but all of WWE since Asuka has been women's champion. And do you want to take a guess? Ballpark it. How many title changes do you think there's been in all of WWE? I'd say there's about... I'd say there's at least 10 for just the Intercontinental title. <laughs> all right, so 10 between Dean Ambrose and The Miz. All right, let's um, add that 10 to something else. Ballpark it for me. Uh, honestly, I'd say like uh, 25. 61 times in total with two vacancies of championships in Asuka's entire run. No way. April 1st, 2016 until just this morning, there have been 61 times titles have changed in all of WWE. Raw, SmackDown, NXT, this reign is just... It it's really shows how dominant... <laughs> <laughs> That's more titles than I've ever earned in my entire wrestling career. It's, it's like double. Jeez. It's insane. Just different superstars, and Asuka just remains this absolute constant, this dominating title reign. It, it's great astounding. to see Bailey come back and have some words about this. If anybody needs to invigorate their main roster career, it is Bailey, and new segments regarding that will be happening on the podcast but more women's action at Nick Ember versus Asuka 2, Brooklyn Takeover, yes? Hell yeah, absolutely. Definitely want to see it. Definitely need to see it. We but need some resolution in that feud. We need some... We need a clean finish. We need, we need, need an finish. absolutely clean finish. We need to know who truly is the better woman. And we will hopefully find that out in the next NXT Women's Championship matchup. But first, Nick, we need to find out who the better man is between Cassius Ono and Hideo Watami, this thing coming to a head. Cassius Ono said last week he was going to take action, and he's taken action. He went to William Regal. He got himself a match against Hideo. He's requested a match against Hideo. Requested and received a match against Hideo Watami next week, and Hideo, with a very interesting, aggravated response to that, 
And I don't think it was because he didn't want the match against Cassius. I think he just wanted to make it himself, or at least request it himself. I think he just wanted to kick him in the face. He kicked the garbage can instead. Closest thing was the garbage can. <laughs> I guess so. We'll find out who's kicking who next week. I just hope these guys can squash this beef. I've never seen Hideo Itami act like this, especially not against a guy he considered a friend in Cassius Ono. I think just a little bit of aggression. You ever get into a fight with your friends, you just beat... I don't understand the You, you beat it out, you beat you gotta, it out, yeah, and then you switch the beef, you know? it out, wrestle it out, and everything's good. It's all good. Sometimes, as a, as a man, you just gotta do that. I'm hoping that fight can settle things between Hideo and Cassius. We'll find out next week. But this week, an unexpected, yet completely welcome, surprise matchup. Oni Lorcan taking on Danny Birch and two of the hardest workers across the NXT and, respectively, the UK divisions. I couldn't wait for this one as soon as they as announced soon it. As they we only had to wait one little commercial really break, but nice. I was I was raring to go on this one. Only yeah, Gorgon was... and Danny Burch, two of the hardest hitting dudes in NXT. It was a really good match too. It was just shot for shot. Those two, they did not stop. It, it, it's absolutely true. Ugly men fight harder. Why? Because they have nothing to lose. And mm. these two men, if you've never seen them, are just like, just look at your thumb. They're battled. That's them. They're battle-tested, bald bruisers. They truly are. It's they're just... They're just so good at what they do. Their fighting style. Their aggressive, straightforward, no-nonsense attitudes. I actually think these two would fare well as a tag team. I was just thinking the same thing. Like, I was just waiting for you to finish your statement <laughs> so I could say, you know what would be really cool? If they teamed up, that would probably be a really interesting tag team. <laughs> but what would they call themselves? Bald guys? It's, it's a Boston native and a British guy. Top guys guy. versus the bald guys. <laughs> the revival of hairlines? I, I, I don't know it's what it could possibly be. No right now, they are vicious rivals. They're a competitive games. matchup. Oni Lorcan pulling out all the stops in this one. And something you don't see from him often, too. A single leg Boston crab to end this one. And why did the match end that way, Nick? Who was his trainer? I know it's a favorite his of yours. His trainer was one of my favorites of all time, Lance Storm, one of the most technically sound human beings in professional wrestling. Like Great Twitter, just... too. Oh, yes. If you haven't followed Lance Storm on Twitter, definitely do that. He live tweets on SmackDown alongside us all the time. Oni Lorcan with a submission victory over Danny Burch. Danny Burch not taking it lightly. Not taking it laying down. The man wants to fight. He wants one more match against NXT Star Destroyer. Yeah, well, it wasn't a, it wasn't a vicious request either. He clearly, you know, he respected the fact that Oni bested him in this particular matchup, but he wants one more chance to prove that he can beat him. You could tell the frustration right after he tapped out. Danny Burch not wanting to tap out again. The man is just way too proud of that English heritage to do that. But we will get that one more match between those two. It wasn't announced for next week. I honestly wish it was. But it's it's yet to be yet to be confirmed. Did not see anything about it. We got a few matches going on next week. I'd like to see them do that as soon as humanly possible. Watching those two go head-to-head, back-to-back would be incredible. Not much emphasis on the tag team division tonight, Nick. But we did get another Snapchat... Singles action. Snapchat-related promo for the Street Profits. And what do you make of these guys so far? Gimmick-wise, it's, it's a, like a diet crime time. I'm not sold on it yet. I really want to see it in action. I think it's not more World Star Hip Hop than it is crime time. I think it's 
it's taking they're that... trying to pull that way too hard and like just the way they're cutting their vignettes and stuff like that it just seems very crime time if you remember like crime time i'm not saying like crime time when they came back and it was like oh we're back and we won the tag titles no i'm talking about when they first came in and they were shooting these vignettes in the beginning where they were on the streets and they were like we're from brooklyn and we're gonna beat you the low quality <laughs> the low quality vhs now taking the place by uh, short Snapchat videos. Exactly. I see like, the res- I, feel I like... see the resemblance there. I don't necessarily see a parallel in the gimmicks yet. I think the Street Profits are going for a more over-the-top, charismatic, almost like a LeVar Ball family sort of emphasis in your face but again, attitude. Within, within the name, it's kind of implied, like, you know, Street Profits. <laughs> That's clearly some sort of criminal activity. Crime time, Street Profits, like, someone in the WWE writing staff has a problem with ethnic, you know, writing. And it... it Enough <laughs> stereotype tag teams is what my co-host is trying to say. We're done with it, man. We're done with the stereotypes. Enough with the anti-America sticks, too. But that's a main roster grief. That's not here. The Street Profits joining NXT's tag team division coming soon. No NXT tag team championships to report on, though. That seems to be the only tag team coverage here tonight. But we did get singles action between No Way Jose and Cesar Banani. It's really good to see Cesar coming back. The man's got a full entrance this week. He's really shaping to be a established talent on the NXT roster, and getting the chance to prove himself against No Way Jose was a huge opportunity, already holding a win against Andrade Cien Almas. He's definitely working his way up the roster. He's not giving anyone a chance to you know, say that he's a, a halfway decent superstar or anything like that. He's definitely technically sound he comes out with it's a bit bland but his entrance building is there. charisma yeah he's his entrance is there he's definitely got some charisma i feel like we haven't heard him talk too much because he's still working on his english he is like we said a couple weeks ago from brazil but i'm excited to see where his character goes i think he can def he's got the look he's a very tall guy him and no way jose staring eye to eye you don't see no way jose stare eye to eye with many people with the exception of, I'd say, the Beast of Belfast, Killian Dane, but not the similar result. Nick, No Way Jose pulling off his first win since that savage attack by Sanity at NXT TakeOver Orlando. Really great to see No Way Jose back and in his competitive, full fighting fiesta spirit. Yeah, it was a, he won that match with that big baseball swing punch. It's good to see it again, and too much man for that big Brazilian. A lot of height in this matchup. Very close, big match. <laughs> Very close, lots of back and forth. No way, Jose, with an absolute rally at the end. And yes, that was a baseball joke due to the windup and the punch. <laughs> I'll save the jokes though, because somebody who's honestly looking to show that he's not playing since this new woman in his life. Still I'm, unestablished. We have no idea who she is. She I'm talking about Andrade Cien Almas, of course, here. Andrade with this playboy party attitude. Ironic that it would butt his head in after a No Way Jose match, jumping the man who has a win over him, Cesar Banani, calling out No Way Jose, and then seemingly just disappearing back over the guardrail. Why is Andrade running what do you think this new attitude is? Who do you think this woman is? There are just so many questions surrounding him. Nick, just answer one for me. Honestly, I'm I'm perplexed by the idea of this woman just coming in. We haven't heard 
a name. We have no backstory on her. We have no idea who she can be. I mean, she's clearly in some way attached to Andrade Cien Almas. What, what, what is her main purpose there? Is she a manager? Is it his wife? Is it his sister? You know, in any way, shape, or form, I'd like to know. And I'd like to know if she has a contract or if she's just, you know, worming her way onto television every week. Because if so, I'd like to be on television, WWE. <laughs> it could be any number of things. It absolutely can be any number of things, especially with the way the NXT universe has been shaping up. Anything can happen on the road to Brooklyn. Who is this mystery woman? What has she done for Andrade Cien Almas to spark this competitive and aggressive spirit back into NXT's resident party boy? Just another thing we like to discuss with you. There are so many topics, but let's not forget about the non-championship matches and the important stories happening all over NXT. Andrade Cien Almas, definitely one of the most interesting ones. He definitely seems reinvigorated too, so I can't wait to see if this actually does play out to be a singles match or if Cesar Bonani actually gets a chance to prove himself as a competitor and retorts to this beating that he took. Andrade Cien almost kicked him straight in the back with those pointed shoes. He felt that. I felt that. A vicious and expensive attack, I'm sure. <laughs> Cesar going down, getting leveled after this absolute cheap shot by Andrade, driven by this woman. Are the cheap shots going to continue, or is Andrade Cien Almas going to follow up on his challenge to No Way Jose? We'll find out in the coming weeks. But before we get to the main event of Drew McIntyre and Killian Dane, there has been an influx of talents coming into NXT, Drew McIntyre being one of those talents. We saw Bobby Fish take on Aleister Black in his NXT debut match last week. There's a lot of potential talent out there. There's a lot of people signing on and signing off with different companies each and every single day. We saw the miracle, Mike Bennett, now known as Mike. Well, actually, maybe legally known as Mike Kanellis. I don't know the guy's life. He could have actually taken his wife's name. It's 2017. Anything can happen. But besides from that point, I thought that Mike Bennett was going to be the next influxed talent to the NXT roster. I was proven wrong when him and Maria were brought up straight to SmackDown Live. And, Nick, any names out there you think can sign on with NXT soon? I mean, there's I mean, so I'm much gonna, talent out there right now. I'm going to throw out a name that I want to see on not only a WWE roster, but an NXT roster more than I would like to see anyone else. Christopher Daniels. I know he's the booker right now for ROH, and all you guys on the internet are going to go crazy for like me saying that, but... The reality of the situation is Christopher Daniels in WWE is going to be, or would be, amazing. It would make for some truly awe-inspiring matches because I don't know if any of you have ever seen it, but his original matches between him and AJ Styles and, and, and TNA around 2004, 2005 are flawless. About to, mention, about to mention that because if we had Daniels, AJ Styles, and Samoa Joe in the same company again, we could replicate... My favorite TNA match, that triple threat at, I believe it was Slammiversary? It was either Slammiversary or Bound for Glory. It might happen at Bolton. Some sort of fantastic triple threat match. Christopher Daniels, quite the talent. But you are, Nick. It is kind of a pipe dream. He is the road agent for Ring of Honor. Their most recent champion before dropping it to Cody Rhodes. But anything can happen in the WWE, and uh, anything can happen with the right amount of money as far as I'm Absolutely. concerned. <laughs> so, so, I mean, a, a more realistic one that I can go for is... Uh, I would love to see Marty Scroll 
in the uh, WWE universe. I'd love to see him in the NXT universe. I'd like to see, because he's a true villain, and I always like the bad guys. I'd like to see a bad guy, because he's just rotten. And I'd love to see how WWE and or NXT could take that, turn it into a mainstream kind of a gimmick. I'd like to see the villain in NXT. I can see that happening. Another Bullet Club member making the jump to WWE. I think that could be possible. One signing I would like to see, Nick, Will Ospreay. Will Ospreay is a fantastic talent. He's aerial. He's got all the cruiserweight flippy S-word that I that I like to see. Man, you truly love that stuff. I am a huge fan of cruiserweight wrestling. More thoughts on that at some other time. But Will Ospreay would be a great talent. If you haven't seen the match between Will Ospreay and Ricochet, it plays out like an action movie. Almost like a Dragon Ball Z. Fantastic match, Nick. If you haven't checked it out, absolutely do so. I have to do that. There's plenty of good wrestling out there, people, and NXT is the place where you're going to find a lot of the hottest free agent signings. Thank you for bringing them to us, Triple H, and let's hope the big names keep coming in. But without a doubt, the biggest signing to come to NXT in recent history is in the main event for the number one contendership. I'm talking about Drew McIntyre, the Sinister Scotsman, taking on Killian Dane, the Beast of Belfast, the powerhouse of Sanity, what an unbelievable matchup between these two big, hard-hitting behemoths. I know we overuse that term, Nick, but it just seems to apply to every single NXT main event. Yeah, like like we've said a billion times over, every main event since 2017 has started has been absolutely flawless. We, we, we want to see even more. And speaking of which, I finally got to see it, ladies and gentlemen. After weeks and weeks of waiting... I finally got to see Drew McIntyre pull off the Future Shock DDT only to get a one count. It was super, like, it was a super letdown. Just, like, super big letdown. He, he is a giant-sized man. Regardless, he hit it impeccably. Perfect. He hit it. So, the you know what? It's not. With the legs, everything. It's it not out of his moveset. And that's all I know you really, you really, really wanted out of this run with Drew McIntyre for him to at least use it. Maybe not, it. maybe not finish matches with it anymore. Signature move is good. Signature move has come. Maybe it's time as a finisher is done. But Drew McIntyre's Future Shock DDT is all in play now. Nick, I'm glad I let you have that little moment in the spotlight. I know how many weeks you've been waiting I've to been discuss waiting to this. I've seen that move for so long. It's, it's, it's a great payout to finally see it. It, it kind of sucked that it only got a one count. It was unbelievable still. that it only got a one count. Jumped out of my seat for that one. Killian Dane just with the absolute resistance, without a doubt, Drew McIntyre's biggest challenge to date in NXT. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I want to call full sale out on this. You guys were a terrible crowd tonight. I don't know what the reason was. Dan here might have, he pointed out that it I might think have it's been a lot of multiple recording. sessions. I think it's a lot to take in on people, especially considering you had three championship matches the past three weeks. That's a lot to get hyped about. But you should want to see the this next number one, number one contendership. You're right. It's four weeks in a row of very big things high at stake. High profile matches. High profile matches high without profile a doubt. Matches. Every time they seem to one up each other. I don't know how they do it, but they have. Drew McIntyre and Killian Dane absolutely tearing the house down, showing what it means to want to fight for the NXT Championship. Drew McIntyre, after two Claymore kicks to a absolutely resilient and animalistic Killian Dane, 
Killian Dane kicking out of that first one and almost egging on that second kick. Then oh, he was not going down easy. Absolutely, he wanted him to hit him with that second one, and that second one, man, it rattled through the arena. It was just such a good kick. Honestly, it's just further proving that Drew McIntyre is a, a fully rounded out superstar. He not only hit it when he was standing up, but when the man was down on his knees. Drew McIntyre able to deliver that huge Claymore single-leg Yakuza kick with absolute precision to the jaw of Killian Dane for the victory and winning the number one contendership and a date with Bobby Roode at NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 3 for the NXT World Championship. I cannot wait for the build for uh, this one. I got, a, I got a, really, a really good question for you. Shoot. They have built up every one of Bobby Roode's matches in such a spectacle. Such a great way. I'm truly intrigued to see how they're going to do it for Drew McIntyre, two men who have absolutely no connection whatsoever. How do you think they're going to do it? How do you think they're going to connect these two now, other than clearly the number one contendership and their drive for the title? They've never competed against each other in the independent team. I do not believe so. I don't believe so either. How does Bobby Roode address Drew McIntyre? I think Drew McIntyre is coming back with a purpose to show that he can hang with the very best in NXT, and he's finally getting his hands on the champion. Now, the champ might object to that for the following reasons. He's come back too soon. He used to be a WWE guy. Why isn't he on Raw and SmackDown fighting for his former Intercontinental Championship? Why would he want to try and take over Bobby Roode's NXT and fall like Hideo Itami and Shinsuke Nakamura and Roderick Strong recently. There's a lot at stake for Bobby Roode in this matchup. And remember, he's going into Brooklyn where he made his debut as the champion. There's a lot of high stakes for the champion going into this one. Absolutely. And I, I think that I, I, I feel similarly. I feel like Roode is going to attack the fact that Drew McIntyre has established himself in the WWE and then was fired. I feel like he's going to exploit that and attack that in an emotional sense. Like, you weren't good enough the first time. What makes you think you're going to be good enough for this now? Chosen one my, you know, ASS. <laughs> like, I think Bobby Roode is going to do exactly what he's done with every other one of his comp like opponents. He is going to pick one thing and he is going to work at it. Like he did with Roderick Strong. Worked at his family. Like he did with Nakamura. He worked at that leg. Absolutely. Whether it be a physical or a mental attack, Bobby Roode is constantly attacking his opponents at all angles, in all subjects. That's why he's been champion. That's why this is his NXT. Nick, this takeover matchup is very interesting for you. We know how long you've been a fan of Drew McIntyre, but we also know you've been a fan of Bobby Roode's NXT and this entire championship run. As of this moment, as of July 19th, edition of NXT, where do you stand on the championship match after that number one contendership? I love Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre is a top-tier superstar, and he is fantastic. He's going to do great things in his run in not only NXT, but WWE when he decides to move back up. However, Bobby Roode is not done. This is still his NXT, and he is going to hold that title for at least a couple more months. Bobby Roode making his debut in Brooklyn that might give him the slight advantage in a championship matchup. I'm not going to dismiss anything yet, but I'm also going to not make too early of a prediction. There's still plenty of weeks in NXT to go. We are exactly one month out 
from TakeOver Brooklyn, but I'm going to leave you with a quote from Drew McIntyre to start this build. I am coming for your bloody title. I think that about says it all. That's right. Drew McIntyre is not going to stop until he gets to hit that Claymore as many times as he needs to to win that title. Literally kicking is... the face of NXT. Where does the championship matchup go? We want your thoughts. Drew McIntyre named the number one contender for NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 3. Do you guys feel Killian Dane maybe should have earned that chance? What's next for Killian Dane? What's next for Sanity? Do you think Killian Dane will be part of the representation going into a possible tag team championship feud? Guys, we want all your thoughts. On that note, might as well give you the social media for the 17th week in a row. At podcast underscore UF is the Twitter. Live tweet and raw. Smackdown and giving you updates when this podcast is recording. Follow the Instagram where you'll see our special guest in the studio this week. Nikki Six's pup, Roxy. If you like Pibbles, she's adorable. At Undisputed Future Podcast. All one word is the Instagram. Also a bunch of funny memes and you get to see us representing the Black and Brave Wrestling Academy, Seth Rollins Wrestling Academy, based out of Davenport, Iowa. What an absolutely great time we had at Warp Tour. We saw a few bands involved in the NXT universe. It was great. a fantastic showing. Um, it was really cool. It's a really awesome shirt design. You know, we got the Warp Tour exclusive. So hyped. Lots of good merchandise and a special shout-out to my friends at the Full Sail Tents and working the Full Sail Stage for accepting the Undisputed Future Podcast business cards. Shout out to anybody we met this past weekend, following us possibly on the Twitter and Instagram. You might have found us on Facebook. I really hope you did. And above all else, subscribe to us on iTunes. Follow the SoundCloud. That's going to be the premier source of all the episodes. The fun continues. This is the build to NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 3. This is our WrestleMania. But that same day, August 19th, comes a wrestling event that we will be a part of ourselves, SIWA Livewire. Nick, you know all the specifics. Take it from here. SIWA Livewire, SIWA returns to the wrestling scene the first time in years. We get to see Nunzio take on Matt Stryker for the very first time ever. If you guys want a little bit more depth, go to Staten Island Wrestling Association, fully typed out on Facebook. There is a shoot specifically from Nunzio directed at Matt Stryker. We have several other superstars who are hyping the uh, actual event, so please get on there, like up the page, you will see all the superstars' personal bios, including yours truly. I am going to be in a hardcore match, so those of you who like me, come and see me wrestle. Those of you who don't like me, come and see me get my ass handed to me. Either, Either way, way, it's going to be a great day. Be at the show, guys. You'll hear me call the action live over speaker, I believe. Commentary will be will be as live as it possibly can Commentary get. will be live, and everyone within the arena will be able to hear it. We'll be able to hear Danny Mac's wonderful voice. Oh, that's not a whole lot of pressure at all. I'm just a guy trying to get a podcast over. Can't yeah, wait I... to be the voice calling the action for SIWA. Guys, ticket information available through us. UndisputedFuture.podcast at gmail.com is probably your best source to get tickets and event information. Nick or I will monitor that ourselves. 
The Facebook is a good spot. If you want to tweet directly at us saying, hey, what about tickets for that SIWA event with Matt Stryker and Nunzio? Please hit us up that way as well. But it's the same day as TakeOver Brooklyn 3. It's going to be a great pre-show. Nick, bell time is when? Bell time is 3 o'clock p.m. Beautiful. So you know what? Newark is not that far away from Brooklyn. You can make the easy trip to both shows. It's going to be great. You We're doing this. it. We're going to be there. I'm going to need to change in between sets. So and it'll I'm be. I'm going to need to get crutches. It'll be a busy day for us. We hope it's just as exciting for you. Check out that show. Find us on television at TakeOver. And just keep watching NXT. Keep listening to us. This has been episode 17. Stay tuned for the coverage because this is the Roads of Brooklyn and it can't be stopped now. It's our WrestleMania. The show is only going to get better and more enthusiastic. It might get a little bit longer too. So if you have some extra time right. during your commute, you could tune in and listen to us. But on that note, I am CD Danny Mac. This is Nikki Six. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Can't we- wait to talk to you again next week. We will see you next week for more NXT discussion and the road to NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 3.